Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Post in Black, where we celebrate black excellence behind the lens. Today, we have a very, very Emmy Award-winning special episode with you with Taylor Joy Mason, picture editor. Welcome to Post in Black, Taylor. Thank you. Thank How you for you? having me. I, I, it's, it's a pleasure. I'm honored. And this right here, this is bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> for those that are not watching and listening, we have an Emmy for a Black Lady Sketch Show which Taylor was working on, and it's sitting on the table, and it looks bigger than what I thought it would be. It's heavier, too. Yeah, it is. Wow, wow. Well, we're going to get into that, but we do have an icebreaker for you, as we always sure. start out with. Icebreaker for you today, because you are very hilarious. You're funny. You're creative. You work on a, a hilarious show. How would you rate your laugh out of a oh, 10? One out of God. 10. How would you rate your laugh? It's a negative five. Negative I five? hate my laugh. Really? Yes. I know. I, mean, I asked that show. question because sometimes people say, "Oh, I I don't like my laugh. Or I don't like my smile." Is that the case? It's very much the case. I've <laughs> I've actively tried Was to change it? my. <laughs> I don't want to do it now. Really? Um, yeah, that was a little, a little bit. But no, I when something's really funny, I kind of laugh like goofy. Okay. Um, it's a little like, <laughs> like it's not cute at all, and yeah, that is actually that makes me laugh. That's funny. That's that it dope. does. That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, you know what? Thank you for at least admitting that and sharing that. That's that's a lot. You know, you're very open. We're starting off on a good foot. Um, obviously, we know a little bit about you, but can you tell the people a little bit about yourself and you know where you're from, where you grew up? Obviously, I see you have a shirt on right there. Yes. Um, you know where you went to <clears throat> school. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The prestigious. Let the people know. Howard University. All right. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I'm originally from Seattle, Washington. Okay. I'll say Atlanta by way of Seattle. Okay. Um, I moved to Atlanta. I think in the middle of high school, toward yeah, no, beginning of high school. Yeah. Which was a a culture shock, but. So glad I did. Mm, um, and then, you know, right after high school, just followed up um, in D.C. at Howard. Yeah. And so I had a nice little, yeah, <laughs> little, wonder, yeah, little smiley right face and then uh, finished school in Los Angeles at the American Film Institute. Okay. So. Wow. Wow. What was it like growing up in Seattle? I have a good friend that's from Seattle. He, he loves it. And my dad once said it's one of the best cities I've ever been to. What was it like growing up up there? I mean, I will say growing up there is much different than living somewhere else and moving to Seattle. I see. Um, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I had, I think, a great childhood. It was fun. I was always outside. Yeah. I was riding horses, picking huckleberries. I mean, it doesn't even sound real. Wow. Yeah, it's very yeah. strange. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I think moving from Seattle to Atlanta was, that was a little challenging, mm. but... I wouldn't change a thing. Okay. It was a, it, in hindsight, it's like an amazing social experiment. Yeah. Kind yeah. of growing up with one demographic and switching to another. And going to another. And yeah. then, you know, I was able to kind of reconcile all of that experience mm -hmm. at Howard with yeah. how, resources and I mean, information. How was that like being at Howard? Obviously, growing up, my brother and I were born in DC and grew up from my friends that are from DC. No, we're from Northern Virginia originally, mm -hmm. but being in DC a little bit, obviously, that's a unique experience itself. What was it like being at Howard? I loved it. Yeah. It was it was challenging because I was playing volleyball at the okay. same time. So I mean as much I wanted to be a part of kind of the your our the average student body who gets to kind of go out and party and yeah. go to, you know, G dub or Georgetown mm -hmm. or um George Mason, just have like you know, yeah, just a good a time. College time. Yeah. And yeah, we were always on the road and working. I had basically a full time job while I was yeah. in school. But we had our fun and you know, I think that's an experience that I well, the closest I've had to that experience is actually on a Black Lady Sketch show. But outside uh, of that, I, you know, you're not going to get that anywhere. No, it no. was 
amazing. HBCUs are 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 needed. They oh, yeah. are they are amazing. You know. Oh yeah. Growing up, like I went to Howard's homecoming when I was 17, 18. Oh, so uh-oh. I got to see it when I was very young. But that was something I wasn't like. I just didn't know. I just thought that was normal. And then living in PG County, then Northern Virginia, I grew up around a lot of black people most of my life. So I didn't really know about it, but. Once I got down, I went to Hampton and I saw the water and I was like, oh, that's cool. Howard was so close. I was like, I don't want to go. I want to go far. Yeah. But just the HBCU experience as a whole, I, I just, I tell everybody, even if you don't go to one, you got to go to a homecoming, you got to visit because oh, yeah. it's like a family reunion with people that, you know, from generations past. It's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like I was, you're right. You're in DC. I don't know why you wouldn't go to Howard, but I guess seeing it your yeah. whole life, I would, yeah, I'd want to kind of get out. Yeah. My dad went too. to Maryland. I wanted to go there. And then Howard, I was like. They told, I think my dad said, if you go to Howard, you can't live on campus. You know, you're you're going to live with somebody else. And I was like, I don't want to take the metro and I want to be like a real student. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. going to be like a, a local. So that was the main reason. Yeah. I mean, it's probably smart. It was yeah. probably for the best. Probably. Howard can be, it can be wild, but you know, it's also, know. it's a great school. Yeah. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, shout out to my mother. She's a Howard grad, and yes. she said to say hello and love to oh, you. Tell yeah. her thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. H-U, tell her H-U, you know. H-U? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I already. I already, I know. Right, <laughs> You're like, right. yeah. You already know to pass <laughs> know. that message. Right. Well, look, we're gonna dive into a little bit. Obviously, we're here. We're talking about posting black, and you, you are, yourself are an editor. How did you yes. get started as an editor? You know, tell you tell us a little bit about your your trajectory and your career, and what even intrigued yeah. you in the, the industry. Um, sure. I, I actually started pretty late okay. <laughs> at Howard. Yeah. It was, um, I was a journalism major, journalism poli sci, and I took this broadcast class and we were tasked with uh, shooting and editing our own news packages. Okay. Um, I think this is the first time I shot anything too. So the footage was terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember I was digitizing all of my, uh, they were mini DVs at the time. Mm-hmm. And just thinking, this is so tedious. I don't, why on earth would anybody do this? And then, um, you know, organizing everything. So clearly I wasn't like, assisting wasn't my, where my heart was. But um, the moment I started to actually uh, put the story together Mm -hmm. and then changed it and made it a little bit better just by swapping clips. And um, I was like, oh, oh my God, this is, this is great. I mean, as great as like a, a, story about intramural volleyball could be, <laughs> but it, right, was, right, right. it was, it, it was just, I wasn't prepared to be able to have that kind of control with the story that I was trying to right. tell. So, um, yeah, I think from that, then on, I kind of wanted to look into it a little bit more. I took as many film classes as I could with yeah. my extracurricular credits. And then, um, after that, just decided to go to film school at AFI okay. to just kind of learn more. Yeah. What was it? What was it like? You know, making that transition to AFI. Once you knew what you wanted to do, was it a, a like a, a step up in you know you're working at Howard, you're you're kind of playing around, you're figuring it out, but then you go and you're like, okay, this is what I want to do. What was the learning curve once you got there? Okay, so I actually didn't know that's what I wanted to pursue at that okay, point. I was interested um, after Howard, but there was this time in between. It was about a year in between that I worked for Ebony. Mm-hmm. I was um like one of the models on Ebony Fashion Fair. I don't know if you've heard of it, but yeah, it's kind yeah, of like, yeah. That, yeah. Um, it was a 51st annual. Um, really? And okay. so we were, I was on a bus with, I don't know if there were nine or 12 of us, 12, I think 12 models, one road manager and one host. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was wild. Like not wild, <laughs> you know, trouble wild, but yeah. just, it was a lot of personalities mm-hmm. traveling. Mm-hmm. And 
I wanted to capture as much as I could. Yeah. So I shot everything and everyone else kind of shot. I think it was on, we just had digital cameras at the time. Oh, wow. And um, towards the end of the tour, everyone gave me their footage. And I was like, oh, I'll just put something cute together for you know the last yeah. hurrah party. And I put <laughs> I put together something insane, really? but it was really good. Yeah. And like, at least for that, my level at the time. And I was like, oh, I could, this is something I could do. Mm -hmm. um, we all watched it uh, at the end and we were all on the bus watching it and everyone was just laughing and it was <laughs> just getting that feedback and, yeah. um, you know, the positive reviews or whatever you want to call it yeah. was, you know, that's what made me say, oh, maybe this is something I could actually get paid for. I guess. So I, that's when I applied to um, AFI mm -hmm. through someone I met who introduced met. Okay. me to the like actual school. And, um, and yeah, from there yeah. on, I just kind of dove. That's that's really that's really interesting. Now, I, I do ask that question a lot just to kind of see people's trajectory because some people are like, oh, I just fell into it, and then some are like, no, I, I knew I wanted to do this, and then you know, good friend probably Daisha uh, Daisha. I remember her, yeah. when she talked about her trajectory of watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know, and watching you know how do they cut this, and I was looking at, oh, I like the voices that the characters do. So how we, our two different minds work. Once you're at AFI, once you're like, oh, I can do this and make a living. How hard is it to get into actually being an editor? You know what I mean? Like to get a job. Because, you know, even as an actor, people are like, well, now you're going to be funny. You're going to go tell, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the the quote that you see on social media all the time is like, hey, when are you going to ask Tyler Perry to put you in one of his <laughs> movies? And it's like, I can't just right. call up TP and be like, hey, man, you know, I'm an actor. My aunt says I'm really good. What's yeah. up? How does it go about for you getting jobs and then consistency all the way to even where we're, we're looking at this Emmy right. on the table? I mean, I will say getting your foot in the door is really difficult. That mm -hmm. is one of the perks, I think, of going to um, a film school and a mm -hmm. film school with decent alum that, yeah. you know, um, have stuff out there that people know of yeah. by name. It's it's I think it was integral, I guess, in all of my opportunities mm -hmm. after school, uh, just because I received a lot of those from people I either went to school with or who attended AFI mm -hmm. before me. Um, they were also mentors mm -hmm. while in school and outside of school. And mm -hmm. so I had a really big support system while I was there. I, outside of school, I don't think film school is necessary, mm -hmm. but I will say that because getting your foot in the door is very challenging, that is one of the biggest perks. While you're at film school, you know, you talk about the relationships, the mentors, whether it was there any teachers or, you know, how big was the class? And then was there anybody that looked like you? You know, that's that's a big thing that we always like to find out, too. Like what you know, how was it when you finally jump in and you're like, wait, am I doing the right thing? Because there's not any other black people right. in this room. I had a few mentors. One was the the a friend of mine who introduced me to the school who okay. was an alum. And his name is Josh Lawrence. He's mm -hmm. we're still friends to this day. Yeah. Um, he's no longer editing. He's in Connecticut with kids like, yeah. you know, outside of his computer room. Mm. <laughs> running through the grass which I dream of sometimes but yeah, um yeah. anyway so he was one of them he's like the first person that kind of shaped the world of editing in my mind yeah. and made it you know appealing to me as a right. career path um and then once I was there there were I mean I think our class was an anomaly in that we only had one white male in our editing oh, wow. class yeah the rest were um women and you know, men of color. And wow. I think we had maybe nine women 
and five men in okay. our class. Are you still connected to any of them as very, well? Yes, yeah. we're all okay. very awesome. close. Our whole the whole class outside of editing too is very close. Okay, um, nice. I'm not sure about the other classes. I want to say ours is um. One, you know, cut above the rest. You know, you see what I did there? A cut above the rest? Oh, never mind. Um, (laughs) Wait, what did you say? I said a cut above the rest. You know, I was trying to... Yeah, I mean, whatever. Thank you. You said it. I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, we had a very tight-knit class, and we were supportive then, and we're still supportive of each other now. Mm. And so that's really helpful. I know um, Denise Davis is... I know she's a kind of a fixture in a lot of our, our lives because she has been our cheerleader has recommended us for jobs has connected us with people who'd be great collaborators like she's looked out for at least myself and a lot of my colleagues and i (laughs) like i don't know what if i didn't go to school with her i probably wouldn't have that relationship with her at all that's incredible so i mean yeah i'm super thankful for yeah and i love the work that she's she's done oh yeah as well it's it's been really fun to watch yeah yeah and that's that's got to be really cool to see you know a classmate like that and have you guys climbing the ranks yeah in similar circles and like rooting each other on from afar you know absolutely that's fire that's fire yeah what would you say is as getting in post what would you say is one of the hardest things that you know not knowing much about it and starting later as you as you kind of mentioned what was the hardest thing to adjust to once you started working in post? Because you know that that's a, it's a technical skill, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of patience. You know, there's a lot a lot of things that behind the scenes that you may have to learn. What was hard for you to maybe adjust, or were you like, nah, I'm I'm pretty good at this for the job? <laughs> I patience is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I what was great about school is that I I knew my skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, I was trained really well, and yeah. so I was pretty confident. Um, leaving school about all those abilities but I was um I think wanting to like edit as much as I could and like just Mm. try to and so I was assisting right out of school okay and that you need to be patient with assisting do the job and like kind of just take everything in you Mm. know and for me I was just like I can cut this or yeah tell me if you need interstitials if you need comings up I'll cut them whatever you need you know just I was really eager. Yeah. Um, luckily, I was working for people who were also eager and understood the, the you know, I don't know, excitement right, <laughs> and wanting right, to jump right. in the chair. And so I got, you know, lots of opportunities from them to, to cut on those things. Okay. But yeah, it was just kind of about like relaxing and trying to just take baby steps and learn everything I could and appreciate yeah. the opportunities that I had mm-hmm. um, while I was there. Um, so like. Patience with self, I yeah. guess, is the best way to say it. Some, something that's very obvious to me and probably those that are listening and watching, you seem to have a joy, and that's no pun intended. I'm, I'm going to know what I'm doing with this episode. There's, there's, like a, you know, there's some joy to what you're talking about. You have joy about like, oh, loving editing and describing the techniques and all of that. What's the what's the most fun, and I, we can go into, we're going to talk about Black Lady Sketch Show and some of the other projects you worked on, but what's how can, how can I phrase this? What's the, the most thing that gives you the most excitement about, you know, giving getting new footage and saying, okay, now I get the craft and get into this. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is seeing it from the jump, you know, gets you excited. You know, actor, maybe a script, a director, maybe a shot that they want to do, a, you know, a DP. What's what gets you going when you see something and you're like, oh, I'm ready to I'm ready to jump into this and make it my own. I was thinking about this today because I was cutting I was cutting a scene. I'm on a horror film currently. Okay. And I was cutting a scene that um was one way when I read it. I mm-hmm. envisioned it one way when I read it. And then when I saw the footage, I was like, oh, my God. Mm. Oh, this is going to be good. Like, okay. I and was just 
I, I got the same rush <laughs> that I would get when I, I don't know if anyone's gonna be able to really relate to this, but when I played Barbies when I was a kid and how excited <laughs> I got playing with Barbies yeah. and like my toys, yeah. that's the same feeling I get when I get a scene that I'm oh, wow. very excited to cut. That's I don't, cool. I'm getting ready to play. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I can't really articulate that feeling, mm -hmm. but I guess it's just the opportunity to create and create something out of nothing or create something different than anticipated yeah. um, or just elevate the story yeah. in, in all, all the myriad of ways you can through editing. Yeah. Um, that's just exciting. Yeah. And I, I love that. And that, that, that is very clear. I get that. I get that comparison, you know, because yeah. there's a joy, there's a pureness, you know, when children, you know, you're playing or even, even if you were playing last night, I don't know if you maybe talk about what you're doing yesterday, you know, yeah. it could be as an adult, but there are so many things that, that relatable to that feeling of it. Now, something that, that I thought about just when you said that, you said you're working on a horror film now. You have worked on Black Lady Sketch Show, comedy. <laughs> so you're versatile. Can you talk about that, the different, maybe is there a different brain that you, you know, you put on, like a different hat that you put on to kind of go between the genres or, you know, maybe maybe even tapping in the documentary or unscripted, like, what is that, that mindset and how do you like shed all that and like, all right, this is a whore, I can't make this funny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, she's still trying to make it different. That well, makes sense to me. I, I mean, this might not serve me well, but I tend to find humor in everything, mm. almost just too much. Like I just, <laughs> I'm working on trying to be a more serious person. Um, yeah. But um, so even, you know, when I'm cutting this film, there are moments of comedy mm -hmm. that you actually need because right. you need some levity to get you right. to experience the horror a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, harder. Um, and so it still comes in handy, but I do the switch happens when I'm when I'm just watching dailies and I'm looking you know at actors eyes or performances like they take me um if they're good usually yeah. they take me right where I need to be yeah or um yeah I was there was one time I was working on um sketch show mm -hmm. and I was rapping on monster mm -hmm. um the Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey story Dahmer, yeah um or now I should say I was I was rapping on Dahmer mm-hmm Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. That's what it's officially called. So um, it, I had Monster in my living room, or Dahmer in my living room, and I had Sketch Show in my kitchen. Hmm. And it was only about a week overlap, but it was a, like wild for my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciated it though, because I could instantly, like when Dahmer got tough, because it is a tough story, because it really actually right. happened. It's not right. your average, you know, horror. No, it's real. Um, it was nice to be able to, to walk into, you know, my kitchen and, and laugh at Robin and Gabrielle right. just doing ridiculous stuff. Um, and I, that that made the switch really easy. Yeah. But I just remember that week, I was like, what is my life? What like, is what is on? happening? A lot. Should I go to therapy? <laughs> I feel like this isn't healthy. But um, yeah, yeah I mean, the switch has been pretty easy for me yeah. so far. No, it's like you're like setting a character, you know, you're setting a role, you're jumping into it. Now, you, you mentioned Black Lady Sketch Show. We got we got to talk about that. And I know you've, you've been talking about it a lot. Uh, lately, but it's just congratulations to you, you and everybody in the team. We're, we're happy for you, obviously being being fans of the show, and then having Stephanie on before and Daisha, mm -hmm. and now seeing you, Braden, the whole team. Can, talk about that experience. How did how did you even get the job to be on the show? You know, can yeah. you talk about that? Well, Daisha, yeah, um, who I worked with on my first editing gig, yeah. 
which I got from Denise, who mm-hmm. referred me. I mean, it's just, ooh, it's just yeah. one big family. Anyway, Small world. Yeah, um, so she recommended me to Robin just mm-hmm. to interview and see if it works out. And that was, I think, before that was 2019, before COVID, before yeah. season two. Before season two, yeah. And I was still pretty new. I mean, 20s was my first credit. So mm-hmm. I was still new as an editor. And I interviewed with Robin and Lauren Ashley Smith, um, who, I mean, the interview went well. Mm-hmm. And I, Robin and Ashley liked me and thought yeah. we'd be, collaborate well together. Right. But I think I was too new at the time. And HBO was like, nah, we need, we need a couple more credits first. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. pump the brakes. So I, after, I worked on Pose. Mm-hmm. I it was Pose and then Monster, then, and then um, that's when HBO and Sketch were like, "Yeah, come on over. Come on like, back. no, yeah, no yeah. interview, just just come on." Yeah. So um, I got all the hard work out of the way, right, and right. I was just able to jump on season jump three. Yeah. And to work with Stephanie Braden and Robin Wilson was great because I went to school with Robin. Really? Um, I mean, you guys. That's- your network. That's yeah, crazy. it's it's network yeah. is like amazing, and especially as a black woman, network is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, more for more so for support than anything. Right. But um, I can talk about that yeah, later. But that, yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, Robin, I went to school with, and Brayden and Stephanie, I worked on worked worked with in the Ryan Murphy world, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it was just kind of like coming, you know, working with family. You know, mm-hmm. um, we never skipped to be our. DMs and text chains are ridiculous. Um, it, and it, it, it shows that you that you all are pretty tight and close. And then and I think how does how does that help your editing? Obviously, I, I talked to you know Braden and Stephanie. We did a live with them before, mm-hmm. and how the process is for like editing a sketch or who takes on. But how does that work in terms of like when you're working together, collaborating, and put this whole entire show together? Yeah, like a, a show of sketches. I mean, it was pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience, we have a pretty good shorthand it's mm-hmm. usually with just sounds okay like oh yeah. or, you know just <laughs> yeah. i mean we all do but it's like with us i kind of know what's going to appeal to brayden versus what's going to appeal to stephanie and mm-hmm. and vice versa and, and so you know we show each other sketches and get real feedback like nothing sugar-coated just right. we like we don't we're not gonna get our feelings hurt or anything and um it's just it's really fulfilling to see someone laugh out loud literally mm-hmm. and you're like okay no i know this is funny because that is your real laugh like that is authentic. <laughs> like you do really think this is funny you're yeah. not just trying to be nice so um yeah i mean it was pretty easy yeah um effortless is there is there a memorable cut and obviously that can be on all your projects but obviously from black lady sketch so is there a memorable you know episode i, I think i remember talking to them i'm like it's hard to pick but there was the, the 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 lotion the ash I forget the name of that sketch but the lack of ashy the lack Sunday. of ashy Sunday my goodness yeah. I had tears and I had to watch it again because I missed so many little moments within that that sketch is yeah. there something that stands up to you like oh I cut that oh that's that was oh funny. yeah that I was mean great. I was talking to someone the other day there's just there there's so many moments in so many sketches that I call my favorite yeah and they, okay not all can be my favorite. It's really hard to pick one, so it might change tomorrow. But um, I think that Track Girl Magic mm. might have been my favorite because Robin's character is just so. And those close of you that home. don't, if you don't know, we're talking about Robin Thede, the, the the brainchild behind this amazing series yes. that got picked up for another another season. So we're we're excited for you all hey. as well. But yeah, go ahead, continue, yeah. please. Robin Thede and Robin Wilson. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, those. separate. Um, Robin's character was it hit so close to home because I've uh, 
I have had a few coach butlers in my life growing up playing running track, yeah, playing track. volleyball, basketball, mm -hmm. soccer, all that. And she nailed it. And her improv was ridiculous. And I wish I could just kind of lay out all the dailies and they could air because yeah. it'd be just as entertaining. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And then to have Carrie Champion on was really fun. <laughs> and, you know, she's funny in her own right. Right. right? So it's like. And she gets to let loose. She's working with yeah. black women and yes. just kind of get to cut up and be herself, yep. what she normally can't do yep. when she's at work professionally. Which is really nice to see in the dailies. Like just yeah. to, it's kind of just cathartic because I'm laughing on my end when they're joking on screen. Yeah. Just out like before action, right. you know, and it's just, I don't know, it's, it's cathartic and right, right. you know especially when you're sitting alone in a room all day cutting mm -hmm. by yourself it's just nice to see it's that rewarding. on screen and feel like yeah, yeah i don't know is it is it is it hard to leave some stuff out because oh, yeah. you know what i mean like what is that like you know for for this type of show what we see is not everything that happened you're like okay it's like a little vote like everybody's like all right are we voting to do this so you can kind of make it the last call or is it, is it robin's like you know what? I like that, but I want this one. I want this take better. Yeah. Yeah. More so like that. I mean, it's definitely Robin's call. Yeah, for sure. Um, luckily, she's funny. So yeah. like the, you know, <laughs> the stuff that's in there is always good. Right. But I, um, I, there are so many moments and I think this says more about me is like my sense of humor is pretty crass. So when there's anything on there that we're like, mm, I don't know if we, I don't know if the church moms are going to appreciate uh, that one. You know, I'll, I'll usually put the crass one in and yeah. we'll have to dial it back a little bit because their improv is crazy. <laughs> no, so you want to just that. like, yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes I try, I try to like, I usually lean in the direction of, you mm -hmm. know, uh, we got to pull this back. But um, I like that though. Because if you yeah. give more, you can always come back. Yeah. If you give, you know, exactly. like, like the twerking chihuahua. Right. You know? <laughs> and you can still try to recreate the sentiment. Just right. maybe not use that word. Or, right. well, you exactly. know, it's just, so um, that's, you know, that's always challenging. Having too much good material is mm -hmm. a great problem to have, but still, you know, I guess yeah. a problem. But um, yeah, so, but we do have, I think this was the first year we had mm -hmm. outtakes. And they weren't real outtakes. They were actually just other takes that we couldn't use takes, yeah. or we didn't have time to use. So it was nice to have that be or that bit at use, the end. Yeah, no, I like that in the season. I yeah. noticed that bit and I was, it was always like something to look forward to yeah. in the next episode. I was like, what are they going to use from this one? It was very, very cool to see. Yeah. One thing I would ask you, you know, we not, we, we could talk for days obviously, but I want to talk about how it is for you and like the next generation. Is there, is there like a desire sometimes to like see more people of color in in the in the editing room. Obviously, you get to work in a unique situation where you're working with all black right. people and in a black showrunner, but that's not always the case. And what would you say to somebody like starting out that may like get into these rooms and be the only one, like the encouragement to kind of push through um, in this field, which doesn't always look like them, and at times may not always be embracing. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I would say two very important things are needed mm -hmm. for, I think, longevity. I mean, I'm just getting started, but mm -hmm. I I think it's necessary to have a support system, yeah. um, specifically for black women. It's, it's necessary to have a support system within the industry yeah. of other black women. And it is important to tell everyone you know that this is something you want to do. Yeah. Um, I think that the support system is necessary. Oh, actually, can I run that back? No, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, totally. 
I think it's necessary for black women to have a support system mm -hmm. within within the industry made up of other black women. But I also think it is like imperative <laughs> that you have the ability to maintain this sense of delusion okay. while navigating through this mm -hmm. because there are so many messages that you get that this is not for you or this is not you know, this yeah. this isn't a role for <laughs> yeah. for black women, at least that I've received, mm -hmm. um, but have completely just not even, they've barely hit me just because, and I think growing up in Seattle has helped me with this in some weird way. Yeah, I, growing up in a predominantly white just um, city, yeah. I never walked into a room and thought about race it was rare, which mm -hmm. is weird. You don't, you think it would yeah, be the opposite. Right. But because there wasn't a lot of different people in one area, there wasn't a lot of clashing. There wasn't a lot of like racial tension. Mm -hmm. So it was rarely on my mind. So I walked into rooms just like expecting to be respected like anybody else, yeah. like Sarah over here. Yeah. And it'd be weird if they didn't. And I, it, it's like a weird audacity to have. We yeah. should all have, mm -hmm. but it's weird because it's not, it's not, easy or natural to have it in this, right. this country. So I I took that kind of audacity with me to Georgia and mm. DC and and it's with me now when I, you know, I walk into rooms and it doesn't really matter who's in the room. Like I mm -hmm. I expect to yeah. be respected. Right. Um and so I think that delusion is necessary when you have to protect yourself in certain ways in this industry. Yeah. Um, and it also, I mean, people learn how to treat you in that way. They do. You know, you, you teach um, people how to treat you. So it was, it was helpful. I mean, sometimes I'm like, okay, Taylor, relax, like calm down. Like I walk <laughs> around too much. Like I'm some white man named Tom sometimes. Like, yeah. I go, like all right, like calm down. Like you're not going to sue everybody. Um, so I like, yeah, I, I just think it's 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 necessary to kind of just block out all the BS mm, yeah. <laughs> and and realize that you're just as good and capable as everybody else in the room, if not more. Yeah. Um, you know, you just haven't had the opportunities to. So yeah. just yeah, lead with that. Come on, come on, y'all, y'all hear y'all hear what's going on over here? She said, "I expect to be respected." And that's on Emmy. <laughs> that's on Emmy. <laughs> that's on Emmy. <laughs> what, what else are you working on? Can we can we keep in mind to stay tapped in? And where can people follow you to stay in contact with you? Yeah. Uh, I'm currently working on this horror called yeah. Birth Rebirth. Okay. Um, I can't say much more than that, but okay. it's yeah. I think it's going to be great, and I'm really excited for people to see it. And uh, you can find me posting ridiculous things on. I'm actually in the process of changing my socials right now. Yeah. So. I can send yeah, it. We'll, to, yeah, we'll update. They'll, yeah, we'll update. They'll be here. Check them out. One, <laughs> two, three. Here. Yeah, they'll be um, <laughs> That's fine. I look into this camera way too often. No, it's, it's so it's bad. All good. Anyway, do it. um, so yeah, and then and then um, we'll see what happens after that. I'm excited. I'm excited. This was this was great, and this right here, just I know, obviously, you, we don't we don't do the jobs for the awards. But it's always nice to get recognized for the hard work you do. And, you know, it, it's fun. You're laughing in that room and, and having fun with your team. 
but it is nice to be appreciated because it is hard work. You guys make it look easy. You know, again, shout out to Robin Theater, the whole team, Robin Wilson, Braden. I mean, yep. Steph, you guys are amazing. Aww. And uh, I'm really happy for you. And glad we got to get you in studio. Yes, in likewise. Studio, in, person. in person. And we, and we are live. I didn't mention this at the top of the thing, but we are live at Dr. Self Tape. I'm sorry, If what? y'all don't know, we are live at Dr. Self Tape. We're live? No, not live. Oh, We're okay. in person at Dr. Self Tape. <laughs> <laughs> she was like live this is this, hold on this is, right. this is funny but we're at dr self tape my my guys they they just hold it down for us for the post and black so we appreciate you for those of you watching make sure you stay tuned and, and tapped into us follow us on all of our social media channels and subscribe to our youtube channel at made for more entertainment and i say that again because i didn't i stumbled over my words subscribe to our youtube channel at made for more entertainment we'll see you next time stay black we got an emmy y'all look at that yeah.